0: I am here with Marta, representing the Rexburg Tabernacle Orchestra, and we are wondering why and how the RTO, if I can call it that, organization started.
1: Absolutely. That's a really great question because it does seem like it's been a presence in Rexburg for so long that some people know about it for so long and some people have never heard of it. The reason it got started is maybe obvious. It's like, hey, we have adults here who maybe went through the string program in school or the band program in school, which is very strong here in Madison County, um at the Madison School District. I mean, very strong. Um, so adults who went through the program and you know nothing to do with their talents, they just practice at home. And all of us musicians, we go through hundreds of hours, thousands of hours of practice so that we can have the reward of playing together. It's really nothing, no musician plays all alone. Like there's no purpose to just playing alone. We do all of the hours alone in the practice room and then our reward is to be able to play together. This in my opinion is, and in the opinion of people I've asked because I didn't grow up here, uh, the reason that they started it. They really wanted a place for people to volunteer their services and to play together in a way that was simple, just once a week, Nobody gets paid, but we just come together and all volunteer. It's just so rewarding. It was started in 2004 um, just by the concertmaster, Richard Ferguson, and uh, Gwyn Harris, who is our president, and Rich Ballou, who was a retired band teacher, and he was the first conductor.
0: Wow. I can imagine that there's such a fun and great chemistry within that uh, group and organization, especially when they come together. I feel like... Since people have been playing alongside of you for years, right, I can imagine how easy it is to get into a transition where you're having that chemistry together.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hate to say we get a little bit maybe chit-chatty sometimes. So you have what what you call a stand partner and um, you have some really fun times with them just talking about silly things you did or exciting things that just happened, or, you know, there's actually not a ton of communication between the band and strings, which is kind of a funny thing, but uh, as a professional musician that plays in a lot of different orchestras, I have noticed it's sort of, you're either a string player or you're a band player, but it is actually quite fun to to just cross that line and just, hey, everyone's, everyone's here together, and very fun.
0: That's great. So besides that, what makes the orchestra unique?
1: I think the uniqueness of it is really the obvious one where everybody's volunteer, but we also have a really huge mix of age background and skill. We have professional musicians. We have people who just graduated from high school and don't want to do it in college, but want to do it with us. Um, don't want to be music majors. We have retired musicians. We have retired teachers. Um, We have all different ages. And the last really cool thing about RTO is that in our name, Rexburg Tabernacle Orchestra is the the tabernacle, and that's where we rehearse. And it has sort of become a symbol of our orchestra. And so I think it's very unique that we play in such an old, beautiful Rexburg building. It's like over 100 years old now and and Rexburg is very proud of that building. So, it doesn't have the most amazing acoustics for the purpose of an orchestra, but we make it work. It's been extremely fun to play in that building.
0: To me, something like this should be invitation only <laughs> to get in. But how how do you join the orchestra?
1: Well, there have been times in the past when when people can just trickle in and out. Um that works fine in some settings, but we recently have just um, tried to crack down just so that we get commitment out of people, just a, a bigger reason to stay with us. So uh, just last year, I um, was appointed as the personnel manager, um, which is also not a paid position either. We all volunteer our time. Um, and, and that just organizes the people Gets commitment out of them for each concert. And if people want to join, then they do have to submit a recording to the concert master. It's typically, I, I get a lot of emails from people who moved in and out of the area and, uh, Hey, do you need a trumpet player? Anyway, it's it's been really fun to see that there's still there's just constant interest, and it's been yeah.
0: Great. It seems like it's a place where you can make uh, you know long term friends as well. Yes, right? absolutely. Do you guys find uh, yourselves kind of working with each other? Or I think you were mentioning if you have like a advice on like a good trumpet player, and you needed a good trumpet player for this one piece. Do you guys find each other recommending each other for certain things that you do individually as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. The music world here, the music world anywhere knows each other. It's it's sort of a unique thing where we all sort of, it, we're a community that doesn't really necessarily need a place. And so the orchestra, this, our Rexburg Tabernacle Orchestra, isn't necessarily the place of gathering. It's just, it exists sort of out there and in in the atmosphere, as we all know each other because because of the great music program in the schools, um, we play gigs. Um, there's the college. I just everybody just kind of floats around, and you just pop up and oh look who's here at this one! Look who's here at this one! It's just it's this web of connection that's just phenomenal.
0: That is. <laughs> Great. That sounds (laughs) phenomenal.
1: Yeah.
0: I imagine, you know, you guys might even have busy schedules outside since it's a voluntary type of uh, organization. How many shows is the Retspert Tabernacle Orchestra performing a year?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, We actually have a lot of people who do not play because they are too busy. I you know, it's, it's a personal choice for everybody, um, whether they can participate or not. And, you know, they participate in other orchestras if they want or with ours. So um, ours is actually a pretty low-commitment orchestra. Um, we play only three a year, um, take the summer off, take Christmas off. Um, and while most professional orchestras practice, uh, say, just one week and then perform on that Saturday... That is what most of my professional orchestras do. Rexburg Orchestra does it a little bit differently. They do actually only once a week, just in an evening. And after about eight or nine weeks, then they perform their concert. So with that spread out schedule, there's only time for three during the year.
0: Yeah. So when is the next coming up uh, show?
1: So we actually have one in two days. So tonight's our dress rehearsal, just in a couple of hours. <laughs> nice. And uh, so in two days. Yes, on Thursday is our is our um, first show of the calendar year. Um, and then we also have one on May 11th. And then we take the summer off and then another one in November.
0: That's great. So what can someone like me that never heard the rattsburg Tabernacle Orchestra before, what can I expect? coming into a show like in two days
1: well first of all the concert's free so that's a really nice thing you don't don't even have to get tickets you just if you want a good seat you know just come early um parking's hard so that's a little a little difficult um but uh and the seats are also uncomfortable so those are those are three things that you will not like <laughs> but the show is worth it so um so yeah, it's bench seating, as you probably know maybe from being in the tabernacle. Um, there's also a balcony, which is pretty cool. The balcony is actually, I don't know, maybe maybe better acoustics up there and a pretty cool view of the stage. Um, we always have the conductor always starts with probably some some words and information and stuff that helps you understand what pieces we'll be playing, maybe a little bit of information about the composer, um, some things to watch for, some historical significance. That's always what they've done. Um, our previous conductor, Kevin Call, would um, would give extensive information and and really try to engage the audience and use it as a teaching opportunity for people who would not otherwise know music or people who know a little bit of music. And then, honestly, the concert just comes out, tunes with the oboe, tunes the whole orchestra, sits down, and we're ready to start. And I um, we actually have, we have three pieces on the program this time. And typically in a programming of a concert, you start with like a crowd pleaser kind of fun piece that's shorter. Then you work towards kind of the more meat of the uh, of the program and you always end with a big substantial piece. So, um, so on this particular program, if it's okay if you want to know what's on the program for this one. This one, this Thursday is all by Gustav Holst, the composer Gustav Holst. One will be um, a band suite, which is only the band, the Winds and Brass instruments, with percussion as well. Um, And then one is a strings-only piece, which is also by Gustav Holst. And then we will be ending with his Planets, which is probably what he's most famously known for, um, which is a suite of seven pieces that all each represent a planet.
0: I love that. So is there like, for me, I'm imagining music if I go in and see an orchestra is either going to be like light or kind of heavy or dark in a way. I know is a better term for it. Maybe if is, is it like a romantic type of uh, bill or, you know, different pieces yeah, that's Together. a that's a
1: really good question. Yeah, as far as a mood, yeah, the or, mood or the, the music, kind yeah. of what journey you'll be taken through, or whatever as a listener. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think um, as far as the band suite and the string um, Saint Paul suite, um, they actually just this one's different in that it has just kind of a collection of many moods. I think you'll you'll find there'll be just a a fun dance like kind of movement, and then there'll be a slow one that's romantic, and you'll just it's a collection of smaller things which we don't always do. The planets is actually the Mars one that we start with, for instance, will probably sound like Darth Vader. It will be very dark. It's about (laughs) it's about war, Um, Mars, the bringer of war, and so you'll just feel kind of you know the violence of the music and a lot of dissonance and whatever. Um, Venus is peace. Jupiter is abundance of life and just really happy and just the strings just, you know, pedaling along really fast. I, I don't know. I think you'll just get this one particularly gives just like so many different moods. So that's a good question, but that's actually the answer is you'll get everything in this one.
0: You said your role is, can you just repeat it again? You said as a
1: supervisor now? Sure, yeah. Oh. So so in a group like this, you need a personnel manager. Which, personnel manager. Yeah, which just, um, it's just mainly I make sure that the conductor is provided with every single person he needs for each piece he's doing. And so each piece will have a, a score that says I need two flutes, blah, blah, blah. And so I just need to look at the scores for every single piece we're doing and make sure that he's provided with good players for all of those. And so then I have to make sure that I manage all of the um, communications between everybody. You know, conductor needs to announce something. I send out reminders. Oh, well, dress rehearsal's tonight and this is what you need to wear on the concert and this is where you need to park. Just all of those kind of little, little nitpicky things that it's just a central place for all of that. And they haven't had that in the past and it's been, you know... Like, where, where do we get information? So it's it's a good move for the orchestra to yeah. have that position.
0: That's amazing. I mean, I have been studying film, and that sounds like a producer to me. It sounds like you're in charge. Sure, <laughs> like yeah. You're it's an organizer, you know, the person that uh, made sure everything happened smoothly.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we need a concertmaster, of course, for a certain role. We need a conductor for a certain role. We need a president. And we are run by the city, sponsored by the city. And so... Um, yeah, all of those roles are necessary, but this one is the, the one that's sort of the glue that holds it together and is able to just uh, get clear information, make wow. sure everyone's happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: I can imagine somewhat that you can have that position, a business mindset, but I think they pick you because of your experience and your background with music and being a musician yourself. Can you just tell me how you got started yourself and what led you to the RTO? Yeah,
1: thank you. That's a great question. Um, I started music as a kid. I did viola and piano. Um, and I, I loved it. I mean, I'm sure I grumbled to my parents plenty, as every child does. But um, as I got towards college age, I was sort of a toss-up about which one I wanted to major in. But I knew I wanted to major in music. And, um I was told very wisely that pianists are a dime a dozen and violists are not. So I love them both very, very much. But I I knew that I would be probably, first of all, able to get a scholarship on viola rather than piano. And second of all, I would be needed throughout my life maybe much more as a violist than a pianist. Um, I have not found it necessarily to be true um, because I still use my piano a lot with accompanying people and, and whatever. I've used my piano quite a lot, but as a violist, I have found literally so much return, the, the fun and the, the group camaraderie and the, the passion that you can, that you can produce together with a group. I have just um, thoroughly enjoyed that. I play in professional orchestras throughout Montana and Idaho, and I love the RTO because I feel like I love to give to my community. And I feel like helping out with the organizational skills that I have, I've also really enjoyed just being able to offer my services and, and see a see a huge a huge group come together in an organized, fun way that produces what our purpose is.
0: Thank you. For sharing that. Sure. Can you let me know, how can we find out about the Retsburg Tabernacle Orchestra's net show besides the one from two days out? Is there something where we can follow you guys?
1: Uh, we do have a Facebook page. They'll put the, the poster for the most closest coming up one, and that's yeah. it.
0: Some businesses only have Facebook, so it's, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, for sure. So uh, along the way, and you starting very young and you know doing something like you said like piano's dime a dozen but how many violas uh, do you see what are some challenges you faced strengthening that skill being able to use a a instrument that not many people pick
1: yeah for sure you know
0: familiar with
1: yeah absolutely yeah i'll answer the question first as a violist but then i'll answer it as a musician in general Um, because there are challenges to both. Um, Challenges uh, as a violist is, it's kind of a specific question because um, in an orchestra, violists are usually the laughing stock of the orchestra because we're kind of stuck in the middle. It's uh, a larger instrument to play, a little bit more cumbersome to get around uh, with your left hand, and a little bit more tiring to play. And the last thing is not a lot of solo repertoire is written for viola. Tons for violin, tons for cello, tons for the other instruments, but viola is kind of stuck there with not a lot of great great works by Beethoven, Mozart and you know the the big names and stuff to play. So we're kind of stuck there, oh, well what do we do as as the underdog of the orchestra? So I decided as a teenager that I was going to be a great violist and not just an underdog, kind of a player. And so majoring it in college, yeah, I wasn't the best. I was I was good, but I wasn't the best, but I just have spent the last 25 years of my adult life doing my best to be as great as I could be. and and participating, I feel like every time I play in an orchestra, I say, you know, I may not be sitting in the front in this particular orchestra but I am going to be front seat material. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to learn the music the best I can. Faking music is not, is not. Um, yeah, we all do it sometimes and we have to. Um, but I just uh, try to set a really high standard for myself. And I feel like I've, I've created a good reputation amongst friends and people who know how I play. And um, that challenge has been hard to get over where we're, our reputation is understood as as somebody who's not going to be that good. Oh, you're a violist. That means you're not a great musician. So it's no big deal. I'll, I, I can take it. <laughs> but as a musician, um, the challenges I think that everybody would agree with me on is that it is very hard to make it as a professional musician. If if that is your only job and you're just traveling around playing in orchestras, you it's not a great living. It's very hard. You basically have to do other things like teaching um, selling things. Um I work at Ferguson um uh, violins and and um that's what he does is sell instruments and um you know it's uh just to make a steady income. Um it is very hard to manage your time. You're not paid for 1 minute of practice time. If you practice for six hours, you're not paid. You're only paid when you actually perform. So there's just a, an enormous amount of personal preparation you have to go through to even get to where you're gonna get paid. So yeah, that's a struggle.
0: So for those who wonder like who can com- who can become a musician or anyone that has aspirations of becoming a musician, young or old, what do you tell them
1: yeah because i work at the music store we get people asking that question all the time and especially a lot of children but once in a while an adult will come in and say hey i want i want to rent a violin do you, do you think i'll be okay and stuff um my advice, of, of course, you can probably guess is going to be like, everyone needs to start, you know, start anywhere. But um, younger is so much better. We all know that as we get older that our minds get really, really clogged, <laughs> clogged with the inability to learn fast as a young child does. Um, I I would say I have, like, a, a lot of respect for people who have started and quit and then start again, and I love that because you have the the basic skills from when you were young. I think that's that's a really great goldmine of of learning. Um, if you are an adult, it's it's very hard to start from scratch when you're when you're older, um, not having had any musical experience. But um, my one word of advice, if if I can give any advice from my point of view that is for anybody who is wanting to play again or whatever um it will be like a sport where if you really want to make progress then doing 50 push-ups once a month is just not going to make progress it is just such a slow build um so if you just do it every day even if you're just playing something silly, just pick it up and do it every day. Not only is the habit, but it is the muscle building. It's the muscle memory. It's the brain um, the brain function of the hand-to-eye that you have to constantly be building.
0: I'm sure you're busy with the Retsburg Tabernacle Orchestra for the next shows coming up. When there's like a lull or no shows in the future... How do you keep yourself busy? Do you do side things? What what's nuts for you?
1: I do my my lowest period of the year is in the summer, as far as professional orchestras or the Rexburg Community Orchestra or Tabernacle Orchestra. So, what would I do in the summer? I actually spend the summer with doing a lot of um, wedding gigs and just professional hire gigs. A lot of them in Jackson. I don't do a ton, but a lot of a lot of musicians do. There are more weddings in the summer than there are in the winter, of course. They are just, you could go every weekend if you wanted to. And they pay great and they keep you playing. Um, there's actually no practice required for things like that. For professional musicians, they, they just show up and play, basically. So it's a pretty low-key, easy way to just keep your skills up. Sort of take a break on the really hard work that you do throughout the, you know, September through June-ish
0: well, thank you. Thank you for your time today, Marta. I look forward to following what you're doing in the Retspert Tabernacle Orchestra with them and what you're doing individually. I mean, thank you. I do not have a wedding coming up in the <laughs> summer, <laughs> but, you know, if we cross paths, that would be great. Absolutely. Or, you know, well, I hope to see you at a concert up, sometime. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm a huge music fan. Like when I was Excellent. younger my mom played piano in a church. So, you know, I was always around music and musicians. So yep. I'm a big fan. That's big what fan. it
1: and that's what it takes. It it you just need exposure, exposure, exposure. Cool. So well thank you. Good for you. <laughs>